What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 19 of Family Ties. This episode was titled A Word to the Wise, Part 2, and it originally aired on February 13th, 1986. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey Phil, we're back! We are back yet again. <laughs> yeah, we're back part two, the electric boogaloo. It's just like how we did a two-parter of this clip show that we're going to be talking about. We did a two-parter of coming back. <laughs> yeah, it was all, yes, all part of the plan. Yeah, all part yeah. of the plan. Oh, man, we're so good. We're so clever. I know, right? I, I, could, <laughs> I couldn't have planned it better myself. No, I don't think uh, you could have. It was perfect. I feel so bad, too, because, like... I see, you know, Julia commenting on Facebook as like, oh, yay, you're back again. And then I'm like, oh, no, we're, we're going to be off again. <laughs> Dang it. I have a good reason, though, this time. Yeah, what happened? Um, I will tell you. Let's see. I can't even remember what day we recorded last time, but it was a few days after we recorded the last time. And uh, Janelle came home from work not feeling very good. And the next day wound up testing positive for COVID. Oh, boy. And we did our best. We tried to, like, you know, uh, uh, quarantine her in the back room. And that lasted for two days until I started feeling sick. And then I got it. And then the kids got it. And uh, that was we it. Were, that was it. And it hit us. I mean, you know, like, we're later on in the game here. We had access to medications that weren't, you know, available earlier on. And because we're both vaccinated, I think it lessened the impact, but it still hit us, the adults, pretty hard. Uh, me in particular. Yeah. Um, uh, the kids, you know, I mean, they didn't feel great, but they got over it a lot better than we did. But um, I was, it was touch and go there for a little bit. I almost, I almost had to go into the hospital one night, but managed to avoid it. But yeah, it was not the best time to record a podcast oh, at that time. You mean when you can't breathe, talk, or yeah. do anything except cough and try not to die? Exactly, yes. Oh. So, I will be editing out any lingering coughs on this one, <laughs> so you guys won't even know. But there may be some, and if I sound a little croaky, I feel much better, but, you know, it's still it's still coming back. Yeah, how's that linger? <laughs> it, you know, I get the respiratory stuff just all the time, and I had COVID in early July, like I had mentioned before. And, you know, I coughed, I think, for a month. Like, when we got on the plane to Tahiti, like, I was coughing a little bit, and Heidi's all, fool, you better stop it. <laughs> In yeah. a quiet, yeah. middle-of-the-night flight, too, right? <laughs> yeah, she's all heart, so, you know. <laughs> she's all, don't ruin my vacation. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man, well, yeah. So I did. Uh, I I did uh, talk to you behind the scenes there, and we had uh, discussed. And obviously, I'm glad that you guys are all feeling better now. And yeah, we're definitely glad you're back, and we're glad that you're yeah. on the end, and that you guys are all uh, clean and clear, and everybody's ready to go again. Yep, everyone went back to school now and back to work and everything. So, so I was just thinking, like, this is episode 19. There's only 24 episodes this season. Yeah, so five more after done this. done with the season. That could work out to where we finish it, you know, right around Christmas time, knowing the way we do things. It could, absolutely. <laughs> we could do it sooner, but, you know, we'll right? see how it goes. We do have a special thing in the works, which I suppose we could mention, since 
like you said, we had we got a chance to talk before the show tonight. Yes, we did. In person. Yeah. I don't when was the last I mean, I don't think I've seen you for two and a half years. No, it's been it's been at least that because I don't know, before like the pandemic started, so we're talking sometime in February, because we were on spring break right before everything locked down. Yeah. So we were already like taking a break from recording for spring break. Mm-hmm. So it was like the end of February of 2020. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? We recorded the week before you guys were supposed to go to uh, Paris. Yeah. And yeah. that was going to be our last one because, like you said, you guys were going to go on spring break. And then I know you, yeah. um, our town started spring break a week early because they were going to just send the kids home, give them three weeks, and then, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. And then <laughs> we never went back. So Yeah. And we never went to Paris. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, remember you were supposed to go to all the Disney's? I know. Our plan. We had already booked it all. All the We'd already gone to Florida. We yeah. were going to do Paris at spring break, and then over the summer go to China and Japan. Had all wow. of the cruise book to go between it all. We got the airfare and hotels, and had to cancel everything. And we got such a good deal. That's the part that's the saddest to me because we could do it again at some point. But like the deal we got, the reason we were even able to like remotely be able to afford it, it was so cheap that we were like we got to do this this is fantastic. We got this cruise that happened to stop at all the places the Disney parks were at and it went, you know, all through Japan and China and it was I can't remember how much but it was like a couple hundred 300 bucks a person or something like that. Oh my gosh, that's Unbelievable. incredible. Could you imagine what that goes for now? I, I don't I mean I think some of the places I don't even know if you can travel to yet. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't looked that closely, but if you want to go to Canada, they just lifted the ban right now. So you can actually go back into Canada for the first time. Yeah. Well, anyway, that stuff didn't work out, but that was the last time we've seen each other in person. Yeah. Until tonight. Yeah. Because then we started just recording remotely and it works great. Although we were talking about it, at some point here, we could start doing it in person again. Right? We could, you uh, know, Which is cool. We could do uh, family ties and some chips or something. I mean, we could really get crazy. I don't know why chips was the first thing I thought of, but <laughs> I, I love chips. Like chips. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> chips are good. <laughs> I do happen to own DoritosFan.com and the accompanying Facebook page, you know. That's how big of a chips fan I am. Nice. Hey, so I had some of the original Doritos, you know, the just taco flavor. Yeah, they were terrible. Like taco taco flavor, like yeah, isn't that the original one was like taco flavor? I mean, I guess so. I mean, as owner of Doritos fan, you'd think I would know, right? I know nacho cheese is one of the earliest ones as well, but taco probably was the first one. The only thing I even hesitate about is they also just make like a plain corn chip tortilla. Oh, that's chip. true. That's true. And I don't yeah. know if that came first or what. I don't know. Oh. I should I should probably look into that. Well, I'm already Googling it, because you know me. Well, that's good. We need the info. One way or another, though, I like the taco ones. They're not ones I would get all the time. No. But they go well with, like, a salsa, you know? Oh, the very first Dorito was the plain flavored. It was kind Aha. of plain without sauce, so they gave it a Mexican seasoning and called it taco in 1968. Uh-huh. The what most people think of as the original flavor, the nacho cheese, didn't debut until 1974. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. Well, that makes me feel good then as the owner of 
DoritosFan.com that I did remember about the plain ones. Yeah. No. I wasn't 100% sure, but I I feel vindicated now. Weren't the plain ones, like, really good and salty, though? Yeah, they're good. I mean, it's a good tortilla chip. They still occasionally sell them. I've seen them, uh, I don't know, within the last 10 years. Okay. All right. Well, I saw the taco flavor, and I was like, oh, man, these are old school. I'm going to get some. And then I'm like, yeah, these are not great. I'd rather eat, uh, you know, the salsa verde (laughs) because that's my favorite. Those are good. Yeah. Janelle just picked up a special one for me. It's a sriracha flavored one for Halloween. Oh, what? Yeah. I haven't tried them yet, but I got to photograph them for the website, you know. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) speaking of photographs, I never posted a picture. Oh, I got to remember to do that. I didn't either because I got sick right away after that. But I did post the video clip of that Saturday Night Live sketch. Did you happen to get a chance to watch that? Oh, I did. Remember Jennifer's line? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that was awesome. And Mallory was terrible on the show. She couldn't remember her lines. She couldn't read. She was all over the place. It goes to show that there's a very different skill between doing a pre-rehearsed thing and a live show that doesn't get edited. Oh, but it was perfect though, the inception level that they did on each one of the oh, clips. So oh, great. That was golden. So great. If you guys haven't watched it yet, it is there's a link to it in the group. Uh, Alex B. Keaton is my friend, the group on Facebook, to the Saturday Night Live sketch where they do the clip show thing, and it's pretty funny. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. And, I mean, try to follow along with Jennifer's lines because they were, they're crazy. You know, there's a lot of them. No, the dialogue. <laughs> a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> but before this goes up, I will get those pictures, and I will definitely post them. All so, right, that's good. I'll I'll try. I will do the same because I'll hear us talking about it, and then I'll remember to go do it. So. Oh, nice. Maybe I should listen while you edit, so I'll remember too. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> Me and the kids, we can all do our homework together. <laughs> yeah, just come sit in the living room. That's what they do. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I'll take my turn first with the uh, old school Nintendo. Oh, for sure. Yeah, got it set up. My brother came and uh, ransacked all my games, so I think I only have like Excite Bite and Kid Icarus. Do you call it Kid Icarus or Kid Icarus? I mean, I have always said Icarus. That's how I've heard it pronounced because it's like the Greek legend, but I don't know. I mean, that's just how I said it. I also say Samus Aaron for Metro, and everyone insists on calling her Samus. Oh, yeah. I've always said Samus, and that's how I'm sticking to it, so whatever. But you know what? (laughs) Everybody gets it. That's right. Well... Everybody doesn't get the gift that I brought you tonight. No. It was a little late in coming because I said I was going to bring it to you last time we recorded and then I got sick. So yeah, I did not. But so, tell us uh, what happened. Well, I'm looking at it right now and you handed me an envelope and it was pretty thin. And so I'm like, okay, that's pretty exciting. And so <laughs> it was open and I was able to pull out a little book. And when I looked at the little book, it's got a picture of Alex and Ellen on the front cover. And it says, Family Ties, Alex Gets the Business. And then you told me that it's not like a novelization of one of the episodes. It's an all-original story based on the TV show. That's right. It's like it would be a whole separate episode. I don't know if it was ever intended to be an episode, if you based it off of a script that was never produced or what, but it's a unique standalone story. Yeah. So I have a copy of this as well. And our plan is this, because I want to do like a special episode about it. And the reason I want to announce it now is to give people a chance, 
if they're interested in reading this book along with us, what we're going to do is we're going to read it over our like Christmas, end of the year, you know, New Year's break. And then we're going to do a special episode in January where we come back and discuss this book in great detail. So if you guys are interested in reading the book before we do that, you have a chance to pick it up. There are copies on eBay. It's not incredibly expensive. I mean, I don't know how many are up there, but if I remember correctly, it was like less than 20 bucks, including shipping. Maybe even less than that. I I don't remember because we got it a little bit ago. And I think Janelle actually did the bid. But there are copies out there. You might even be able to find a copy. Like, I think Amazon has has a listing for it. So you can compare between the two. But one way or another, there's only one, as far as we know, Family Ties book like this. So it should be easy enough to spot. You guys should pick it up and read it along with us. Yeah, definitely. It looks like it uh, was first released in November of 1986, so that kind of ties in with the Christmas break. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. And it also means that it's the perfect time. Like, we're in the episode that we're watching right now is February of 1986, which means we're going to get to the end of the season before Christmas and, you know, maybe get partway into the next season. So it'll be like right in there when it would have been released. So that's kind of perfect. Yeah. I definitely planned that completely on purpose. So yeah, well, you're pretty smart like that, you know? Yeah. I think, I think of all, all the angles, you know, (laughs) you plan things out and you're like, okay, I need to get COVID now. So that way it'll push the book to the right time frame. And (laughs) just, it all had to work out just right. So yeah, definitely. Good. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. I'm super excited to read it. I don't think I'm going to be able to wait till a uh, break to read it. I mean, you don't is, have to wait. It That's is okay. 103 pages. <laughs> yeah. So that could just be a little afternoon sit down. That's true. Oh, man. As long as you have it fresh in your mind to discuss in January. You know. Well, I'll just read it again then. I have not actually read it, although I got a copy of it quite a while ago. I've been saving it. For whenever we would do a special episode about it. Oh, so you've never read it. It's waiting there for me. Well, I'm excited because you know what the last line of the book is? What? As long as they don't fight, Stephen said, stepping over them and putting the roast on the table. Oh, this is going to be good. I already am super excited. Now, the author is Joe Claro, I believe. Is that right? Yes. I'm not looking at it, but yes. Yes. He did a lot of other novelizations. I have several of them from this era. I have a really weird and large collection of movie and TV novelizations, and he wrote a lot of them. But there's a few other big players in that scene. I don't know why, but they're fascinating to me. Because a lot of times they're based on like either a, a, an early draft of the script or a draft that you know includes like scenes that were not in the movie, or sometimes... You know, they just invent stuff since they haven't gotten to see the movie and they, they kind of get just an outline of it. So you get a lot of weird developments or differences between the movies and the books. And it's it can be quite fascinating. Oh, now I know why you know this guy. Condor Man, 1981. Oh, yep. And I do have his version. Although there are two novelizations of Condor Man and I just recently picked up the second one, which was like a British version of it so oh wow okay uh, he did one written by someone else so that'll be i still haven't read those two to compare but oh nice. I, I mean i read the joe clara one but i haven't read the second one yet so he wrote a book about my bodyguard mm-hmm. every movie back then had a novelization really everything that's crazy i have a uh, novelization of the three amigos yes which I, I don't think that one was by him i could be wrong but I don't see him in his list. But that one, like, 
you know, Three Amigos is PG. Maybe it would have gotten PG-13 in the modern system now, but it, it's pretty PG. Mm-hmm. In the book version, it probably would have been R, like almost for sure. Oh, wow. So, again, like, I don't know if it was just because that's how the script was before and they edited it down or what, but it's like a very different tone than the movie wound up being. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to check so, that one out, too. That just sounds like fun. Oh, it is. It's, it is. It's fun to read these. And they're, like you said, <laughs> most of them are like 100 pages or something. So it's not like a big time investment to sit down and read it. No, he's just cranking them out. Joe Claro. Well, thank you. I'm super excited. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to have you read it. Hopefully, we'll get some listeners that decide they want to read it as well. Although, I'm sure we'll, you know, recap enough that if you don't wind up reading it, you'll still enjoy the episode. Yeah, because I'm sure we'll do a very special episode about the book. Oh, we will. It'll be very, very special. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> It'll be triple special. <laughs> always. It's always a special episode. Sha-la-la-la! And speaking of which, we just watched a very special episode, part two of our clip show that we started last time. Now, I was surprised because the first episode didn't feel as much. I mean, obviously it was a clip show, but it feel it felt like there was quite a bit of thought and you know energy put into it. And the second one did not feel like that. It felt like it was a little more like, hey, let's just run a couple of long clips and call it. It was a lot more clip heavy, even though there was only three clips. There was a lot. Of those clips played. Yeah. I yeah. think each one was probably averaged five or six minutes. Yeah. And and the interstitial bits were very, very, very short. Yes. Super brief. In fact, I'll now right now I'm gonna go through and you'll see. Um I'll do our our little plot run through and it's it's quick. All right. Give it to us. So our clip show part two, we open up more or less right where we left off. Everyone's uh, hanging around in the living room, telling stories. And uh, Elise offers to go and get hot cocoa. And Stephen, uh, she kind of compels Stephen to come help her out. He, she says she'll let him lick the spoon, mm. which I thought was funny because, I mean, like I get like, you know, if you're doing a cake batter or something and you want to lick the batter, but it's hot cocoa spoon. Like, doesn't everyone just get a spoon <laughs> in it? I feel like that's not a, I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, even the powder stuff that they probably would have used in the milk, I mean, it would still come off the spoon and then mix. So, yeah. What are you licking? I mean, a little residue, but maybe that was just her excuse to get him out of the living room. But one way or another, I thought that was kind of a funny little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So then they kind of discuss what we talked about in the last one. Ellen says, you know, if you didn't have your interview interrupted, when Mallory came in uh, in the previous episode that we saw, then I never would have met you, and we never would have gotten together. And he's like, yeah, but there's a lot of disappointed girls over at Princeton. <laughs> uh, and then smooth. that's pretty much the only joke we get. And then Mallory's like, well, I got a story to tell you. Now the mom and dad are out of the room. And she goes into story number one. And our first flashback is from season two, episode 16 of Family Ties. It was called Ready or Not. And it was uh, aired on February 9th, 1984. And, I mean, right off the bat, my first thought was, why did Mallory decide this was the story (laughs) she wanted to tell to Ellen? Right. Because this is the episode where Mallory has been dating Rick. I think it was like a few episodes in a row where she was dating Rick, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And he asked if she wants to sleep with him. 
And she decides she wants to, but she asks Alex for his advice. And that's the scene that we have. Steven knows something's going on. He leaves a tape recorder, like, recording so he can spy on her. Once Alex hears what the subject of the conversation is, of course, he destroys the tape. And he advises her not to do it. Um, He has some pretty big double standards as far as what a woman should be able to do and a man. Obviously, that was kind of the, the joke there. Yeah. And uh, and that's basically the whole bit that she decides this is a good story I'm going to tell Ellen about. <laughs> hey, remember that time that I was going to have sex and I talked to my brother about it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was so funny. That, that was just such a weird choice. <laughs> it's so odd. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she should have told him about the creepy Uncle Arthur. Like, you know, we haven't seen that. Yeah. Before. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a story about Alex. <laughs> <laughs> very very weird one. <laughs> Like, the, uh, some of the other ones were, like, an outrageous, like, you know, Alex did invest money from dad into the stock market, and hilarity ensues. So that makes sense. You tell a funny story about Alex, but, I don't know, this was, it was a weird choice. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. And so we come back out of the flashback, and uh, Ellen is, you know, of course, very unhappy with Alex's attitude about women versus men, and so they, you get a little gentle ribbing there. And uh, then Skippy comes in, but like barely. Yeah. <laughs> we get like a quick, like, oh, look who is, uh, what did he say, who's scratching at the back door? Or something <laughs> like that. scratching at the back door. <laughs> and Skippy comes in and goes, hey, what, what's going on? And they say, oh, we're just telling stories about Alex. And he's all, okay, I got one. And that's it. Like, that was the entire bit with Skippy. Yeah, they just launch right into it. Just go straight into the next one. So the next one we get is season three, episode eight of Family Ties, Four Rooms, Ocean View. Remember, it's kind of like written like a yes, a classified ad where it's abbreviated there. Uh, it aired November eighth, nineteen eighty four. So this is uh, we had season two and a season three one. Now this is the one, of course, where the kids turn the house into like a bed and breakfast during. <laughs> I forget, some big sporting event at the local college, and everyone's in town, so there's no place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> so all these people come and stay there at the house. We got uh, Chunk is in it, of course. And the kangaroo. <laughs> and the kangaroo, that's right. It goes, kind of th- runs through a, several scenes in it. Um, I think it's funny, too, how, like, they uh, during this one, and I feel like we didn't get this in the other ones, but Skippy, and then Alex, and then Mallory, and Steven all kind of take turns narrating parts of it. Yeah, that was um, interesting. Like a little voiceover in it. And, um... The best part of this flashback, and I, when we did this episode originally, I talked about this, but I still think to this day, one of my favorite line deliveries that Steven has ever done is when he says, there was a kangaroo in my living room. <laughs> the way he says it, though, is just perfect. Right? Cracks me up every time. Uh, one of the best lines. Oh, for so sure. good. So good. <laughs> So, yeah, and then they like they showed all the funny stuff, but then they also showed the big long scene at the end with the kids trying to convince them not to be mad and and uh that was that. Yeah. That one at least made sense. That's a funny one that Skippy would tell. Skippy was there helping out as like the bellhop. So that makes sense that that would be a funny story he would tell. I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. Then we come back out of that flashback. Elise happened to still be in the kitchen the whole time. She missed the whole story. Oh no. But then she comes in and they, they're like, and they're, oh, don't you have any stories to tell? And she's like, well, I remember the time and launches into her story. Again, very, very little interstitial there. Yep. And Elise has an interesting choice of story to tell as well. <laughs> Elise's story comes from season two, episode 11 of Family Ties, 
which was titled Birthday Boy and it aired January 5th, 1984. So we got a season two, a season three, and another season two episode. No beardless Steven in this episode, unfortunately. Nobody could remember any stories from season one this episode. (laughs) No. (laughs) So this is the story uh, when Alex turns 18 and he decides he wants to go to a bar and drink. Obviously, in in Ohio, where they live, he can't do that. But just over the border into West Virginia, the drinking age is 18 at the time. And so he decides to go with a couple of his buddies, including Crispin Glover, uh, who is, of course, in Family Time. I mean, in in Back to the Future with him. Yes. And uh, they go to this bar. They bring three girls with them. Or maybe they met up with them. I can't remember now. They were kind of already with them at the bar in the flashback, I think. But uh, the story that they tell the girls is that they're all in the Air Force and they're like on leave for the weekend or whatever. And <laughs> the, the, the friend tells them that Alex is a colonel in the Air Force and that he's got to, you know, get up early in the morning because he's going to go invade Canada. <laughs> and I do love how gullible the girls are and that like even after Elise comes and like, well, because Elise shows up, she's very mad that he snuck out and went to go do this and you know, embarrasses him in front of everyone. But even after he chews him out and they realize that it's his mom, the girl he's with was like, well, good luck invading Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that. She was going to fight Elise there for a minute too. She's like, um, the Colonel's my date. You're talking to the Colonel. Yeah. (laughs) The Colonel. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff. (laughs) It was so good. And then Elise did like a little narration over her flashback as well. Mm hmm. So that was different. And then that's it. Uh, I mean, I thought that was, well, because they're also, they showed like the entire scene of them fighting at the end of the episode, which I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah. (laughs) It was kind of weird. Again, kind of a weird story to tell Ellen of like, you know, Alex snuck out and tried to hook up with girls at a bar when he was 18, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Drink a bunch of beers. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I know they were trying to embarrass him, but it still felt a little weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you know, why don't you just get out the naked baby pictures, too? (laughs) So Uh, then we come back out of that flashback, and Jennifer comes down the stairs and tells everyone, hey, Andy's just about to go to sleep. If you guys all want to come up and say goodnight. (laughs) If you all want to come wake him up. (laughs) I know, like, I've just about got the baby down. How about everyone come up and wake him up again? And then the best part of it is that everyone thunders up the stairs, including Skippy, to go say goodnight to Andy. And Alex and Ellen stay downstairs. But I just thought it was so great that Skippy, the neighbor's like, yeah, I'll come up and say goodnight to your baby. <laughs> um, no one even blinks at it. Well, he's know. an honorary Keaton because I'm pretty sure his parents have left. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know his sister's not around anymore because we haven't seen her in a long time. <laughs> yeah, she skipped out early on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the final little bit, Alex and Ellen are talking. He's like, "So after hearing all these stories, you know, do you still still like me?" And she's like, "Oh, I knew you were unique since we first met, and I knew it was something interesting." And they start to kiss, and then she's like, "Hey, did you really invest your father's money in the stock market?" <laughs> and then we get a freeze frame. Freeze frame. Sha la la la. That's it. That was the entire. There was not a lot of extra new stuff. No, 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 no. Those. I, I mean, what? Maybe three, four minutes, probably tops. With oh, uh, if in that, between uh, yeah. Scenes. yeah, yeah, maybe all collected. I mean, there was definitely a lot more in the first half of this episode. So. Yeah, 
Somebody wanted to go home early that night, you know. Still, fun show. Fun. fun it was clips. fun. Fun to see some, you know, some flashbacks. I, I think between uh, the Karen episode and then also the, uh, oh, the, that's right. They did come back, though, and they talked about Karen right off the bat when they first were like, oh, you know, if you would have waited a little bit longer, you know, you could have had her as your housekeeper longer or something. I don't They talked about Karen for a minute. They referred back to one other one, too, quickly. I can't remember now. But, yeah, they called back to the earlier episodes. But yeah. But it wasn't much. The Karen episode much. and the Room for Rent episode, those are two of my <laughs> all-time favorites. Especially with Chunk there. He was, like, the <laughs> the coup de gras in that episode there. Yeah. Oh, man, I wonder if they have to pay him again, too, because he appeared in an episode. Probably. I mean, I mean obviously, there's not, like, guest stars credited, but they're... On the, the IMDb page, it has some of the people who are in the flashbacks listed as, like, archival footage, you know. Oh, okay. So. Well, yeah, because the Doctor from Terminator 2, so. That's right. And, of course, Crispin Glover, let's not forget. Yeah. It's funny that he's his buddy in this episode, and then he'll be his dad, you know, a year later. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode. That's our flashback. Yeah. That, it was super quick, but, uh, you know, fun watch. All right, so I would like to know. I mean, I don't think I think I said like almost every single joke that was in the entire thing, right? Other than you know, this flashback stuff, but mm-hmm. as far as the interstitial bits, so that's covered. But what I would like to know is, did you manage to get a moral out of this episode? So I I got I stretched it, but I came up with something. <laughs> okay. So sometimes the stories of your past only enhance what makes you different and unique to the ones that love you. That's that is good. That is really good. Sometimes it forces them away, but you know, sometimes it doesn't. Wow, I, I didn't even think there was enough material there to pull anything out of. So that's very impressive. Well, and I got it right at the very end, just because he's like, "All right, after you heard all that, do you still love me, or do I get my slide rule back?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the calculator. <laughs> yeah. Good, good money in that thing. That was a good, oh. a good gift. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, I'm keeping it. And then they said, I love you. Have they said, I love you? Well, I guess they did at the train station. That episode. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, so it's not. Now, the other interesting thing. thing here is we've now burned another Ellen episode, and they still haven't brought that song back. The oh, song, right. their song that was supposed to like be catapulted into, you know, like the, the as a big hit because of their romance, and we haven't heard it again yet. So I wonder when it becomes popular, because... We're almost out of the season already. I thought there would be clips of it off and on, but we have not heard it again. No. Since hmm. that dance. And that was early on this season. Well, I know it comes back at some point, but I don't know exactly when, so we'll have to keep our our ears peeled. Well, maybe it's like the Kate Bush song from uh, Stranger Things 4, you know? It, it's popular yeah. now 30 years later, too, so. Yeah. That, I mean, I, that's kind of the same vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I think that song came out this year, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. And it wasn't super popular when it came out. It just did okay. Once you're on a TV show, that's all it takes. Well, and it does actually fit the uh, the show really well, so. Yeah, it's great. I, I, and I'm, I'm excited for it to reappear. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Because there's not enough Ellen left. No. We don't have much time. So the Kate Bush song came out in 1985. So they could have actually referred to a Kate Bush that Kate Bush song in this episode since this was the beginning of '86. Yeah. Oh no! Wow. I just read something and I probably shouldn't have read it. Oh no! Well, don't spoil it. No, I'm not going to spoil it. We'll talk about it. Oh, okay. I'm already pretty sad. 
Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Don't tell me. Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't. It's all good. It's okay. all good. Everybody's happy. Okay. Everything's okay. Yeah. Everything's okay. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Sha la la la. This was an episode. It I'm was. excited to get back to like the regular ones. Yeah. So I wonder For like, sure. do they do clip shows often or just like maybe once a season now? I believe there's one for each of the next seasons, if I'm not mistaken. I know there's at least two more, but I, I think there might be three more. Okay. Which would make sense. Five, six, yeah. and seven. Five, six, I, yeah. seven. Okay. So we're gonna have more and I believe there's additional two parter ones. I don't know if they all are, but I know oh. there's at least one other two parter. That's a clip show. I feel like the two-parter is almost like, you know, really cheesy because then that's like two episodes that they kind of just skate through. Well, but if you watch that Saturday Night Live sketch, you see why. She was pretty happy that she still got paid, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I wonder if they got paid per episode or if they got paid per season. Probably per episode, huh? I I mean, that's usually how they, like, list it now, you know? The Seinfeld people negotiated so much for each episode or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, maybe... I wonder if they Maybe get paid every time we watch uh, the sh- well because I watch the show on Paramount. I wonder if they get paid every time it streams because obviously streaming was not a thing when they made these deals years ago. Yeah, well, I know there's been like new arrangements since that's been a thing. I don't know exactly how that works, hmm. well, but I know residuals are a thing. You know, depending on yeah. what their original contract was. Well, I hope they're getting paid every time we watch it and talk about it, and when other people watch it too. I hope so. Yeah. Although they're not getting paid when I watch it because I watch it on the DVDs. <laughs> well, they made money probably from the DVD. That's true. I did buy the set. So. Yeah. You got the good set, too. I don't know. I'm looking at it. I'm eyeballing it. I just was looking at it tonight. Like, it's still 88 bucks on uh, Amazon. Yeah. It's not that bad. No. And there are a lot of good special features on it. I mean, not every disc has it, but like on this disc, which is the last one in the season, there's a gag reel at the end of it. Um, there's always like little promo videos and stuff. And then the big special feature disc does have the pilot for the Nick spinoff. Ooh. And it has the special episode, the like crossover that Steven does with, I think it's one by one or whatever that other sitcom was that they do. Oh, yeah. So when those come about, we are going to do an episode about those as well. Okay. And we're going to have to watch it together. So we need the pandemic to stay away now. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. Because <laughs> you don't want to have to. I mean, I, it's probably on YouTube or something. But you should watch it for real on the DVDs, right? Well, I'm already looking forward to those. All right, we got a lot of special episodes coming up. It's gonna we be good. Do. We might have a whole season's worth of special episodes. Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> we can stretch this thing out as long as we need to. <laughs> That's right. We finished as long the as show people four still want to hear it. <laughs> Well, we're glad that you, dear listeners, do enjoy listening to this. And uh, thank you so much for being along for another episode. We're back now and feeling better. Thank you, Keith, for uh, having me over to your house. Well, thank you for coming. And I can't wait till you come over again. We'll do an episode live together. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, I, I told you, but... Your house tonight, Janelle and I came over. That was the first time we've gone to someone else's house that wasn't my family also since March of uh, 2020. Wow, I'm honored. And you guys never yeah. even made it past like the entryway. <laughs> no, we just started talking immediately and we couldn't get any further. That's, yeah. that's how it goes. Well, and I mean, we, we had a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. Well, and when two extroverts haven't really gotten to talk to people that much for a long time, you put us in a social situation, we're just going to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were uh, 
keeping up our end of the uh, conversation as well because we <laughs> both like to chit chat too. So yes, yes, it was good. It was good seeing you and Heidi and your sweet girls. Yeah, well, so. Tessa wouldn't leave you alone. She was all over you. <laughs> She's great, and she loves Spider Man. So <laughs> yes, she does. Very good. <laughs> Spider Man is her favorite. So That's we, good. we let her watch uh, Homecoming, and so she's wanted to watch it oh, 704 times. <laughs> so Oh, that's good. Yeah. She also got to watch Andrew Garfield in The Amazing Spider-Man. What do you think of that? She loves that one, too. But we started the Tobey Maguire first movie, and okay. it's a little bit scary. When Norman Osborn becomes a you know, Green Goblin the first time, it's a little freaky. It's intense. Yeah, so we yeah. turned it off. It was too much. Okay, has she watched Spectacular Spider-Man? Which one is Spectacular? It is the greatest animated Spider-Man series ever. Is is that the new one where they're all like little kids? No, this is, it was in, I don't know, I, I have DVDs of it nearby, but it, it was, I want to say like 2002 or something like that, maybe 2005, I don't know, somewhere in the early 2000s. It is spectacular, yeah, and not just in name. It is great. It's like the best animated one. I think it might be coming to Disney Plus. It hasn't been on Disney Plus previous to this, but I think it's coming. It's really, really good. It's the best one, so oh, I highly recommend that one. She has actually been watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends from the 70s. With Firestar. Yeah, Firestar, Iceman. You know, we love them. The dog. What's the dog's name? Mrs. Miss something or other. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Sure. Shaggy dog. Yeah, yeah, she talks about the dog all the time. When our kids were little, they watched Amazing uh, Spider-Man's Amazing Friends, and Audrey's favorite was Firestar, and she asked for her birthday for, like, Firestar toys oh. and stuff, and I was like, <laughs> uh, I have some bad news. <laughs> Not a lot of Firestar stuff Sit out Sit down, there. honey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sad. I know. It's, it is. Oh. Poor Firestar. Yeah, she got the rip, you know? She got the uh, the yeah. sad end of the deal. <laughs> well, they wanted a fire person and an ice person, and they wanted to have a girl, so they just had to make something up for the show. Yeah, which is sad because she's awesome, and it would be so cool yeah. to have more of her. And there's almost nothing of her after that. She did make an appearance in a couple of comics, but very briefly. But Spectacular Spider-Man is fantastic, and I believe I saw that it's coming to Disney+. Plus. So there you go. There's your Disney Plus moment. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, Spider-Man, it, it's all connected. There's a reason. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I think, uh, didn't um, Michael J. Fox try out for the part of Spider-Man? Sure, sure. I, that must have been. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's how it connects back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was in the midst of thanking everyone for listening to the show, and I suppose with our Spider-Man detour, we'll get back to that. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Please, if you would be so kind, send us a message. Tell us how you're doing at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Or you can like our Facebook page and send us a message there. And don't forget to look for my pictures and Keith's pictures in our Facebook group. Yes. From our trips this we'll summer, get this, hopefully. Get them posted before this episode comes out. Excellent. Well, I think that's going to do it. Anything else, Keith? Am I forgetting anything? I think, no, you did a great job to say, you know, you still have the uh, the COVID brain. Excellent. I, I worked through it. Everything's better now. So yeah. Minimal coughing the whole nine. I mean, you just did excellent, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yes, it is. And we'll be back next time on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without, without us? us?
What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through.